The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. All right, here we go. Welcome to my first ever podcast. We're going with Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. This is really exciting. It is so different to be in this format after 20 years of working in television, but really 20 years of being under the clock, right? Every second counts. And so I am so excited to finally drop the count, drop the 30 seconds to commercial break and have an opportunity to really dive into the subject matter and to the guests that we have on the show. So I thought it was really quite fitting that my first (laughs) guest uh, on this podcast would be Dr. Sean Murphy from Murphy Chiropractic Clinic, just because we have spent just under four years together, if I'm right, and really seeing each other almost every three weeks for all these years in the Ask the Expert segment. So you knew that I was calling you first, didn't you? Well, sort of. Yeah, we talked about it a bit, and I'm like, wow, she's really doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm I'm so grateful that I'm your first guest, but also that even more that you're doing this. Like, it's incredible, Leanne. Like, what you've done in all these years in this city. Like, I always tease you and say, you are the princess in this city. But but Ottawa does love you. And, I mean, this is going to be really an exciting way for you to get into the topic matter like you do. And I, yeah, and I think, and going with that title, what do you think? Living your life. I put I like this out it. to Instagram, right? Yeah. And to say, okay, well, how do you guys see this? And how do you see it playing out? And I was really... It was interesting to see that most of the people that responded knew that it was going to be about life and bettering yourself and being a better person and trying to be able to take care of yourself. So do you like the title? I do like the title. I mean, and it's you've always been the person that make it about people watching. Mm -hmm. It's not about you or even the guest. It's about, okay, am I giving something to the people that are listening or watching? And so when you say living your life, Mm -hmm. that's important to me to listen because I'm like, wow, she's really thinking about things that I might be interested in or anybody you know, that's trying to do better, a little bit better every day. And I think it's great. Okay. I think you're great. And oh, I think you've you. known that for years. And so for uh, people who are, aren't familiar, who haven't been watching CTV Morning Live oh and, gosh, and are really going, weird. okay, well, who exactly <laughs> is she talking to? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? It's interesting because I've known you for all these years, but when I actually start, start the Google machine, oh. and I love how you introduce yourself because for a lot of people, you explain it as, you know, being a top health expert, especially here in Canada, in human function, in wellness, and in spinal restoration. Nice. And so those for you were were the three platforms that you chose to describe yourself that's right do you do do you think that that's the best way it is the best way i mean because again like that's why you and i get along so well is because it's it's to help people realize that there's greatness inside them so if you just come out and say that it sounds a little bit strange but when you tell them it's actually neurological scientifically based and it's it truly is proven that the people have greatness inside them that they can heal and all that stuff i love helping somebody understand that and how simple health can be if you make some solid choices and stick with it. So mm-hmm. when you, I'm surprised you even found that. I don't even know where did you find that. <laughs> I <laughs> have been a long listen. Time since I've that. <laughs> uh, I, ha- I have my resources, and so let's let's go okay. back because you, I, wow. you know, I introduced you as a Dr. Murphy when yeah. you were meeting people here in the office, and your first reaction is to make fun of the fact that well, I'm not the doctor, doctor. You yeah, know? I'm not a but robot, so yeah. <laughs> what was it for you when you were deciding where you wanted to go with medicine, and wow. you're deciding on that route that made you decide not to go 
in into, medicine. The, into medicine, but actually to go into chiropractic. That's because awesome. that, I think, for many people is the there's still that kind of that barrier of yeah, what's like the why? choice? Why? Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, when I brought it to my dad, and I was, like I, I knew I wanted to do something in health care. So then when I brought it to dad and mom in the kitchen, I remember it to this day, and I said, I was thinking about going into chiropractic. And dad said, well, how long does that take? I said, well, you have to go to university for four years, and then it's a five-year program to that. So dad did the quick math, and he said, well, that's like nine years. I mean, yeah, he goes, well, why wouldn't you be a real doctor then? <laughs> I'm like, thanks for the support, Dad. But the reason I did, Leanne, is because I also like to think different, as you know, and mm-hmm. you and I both are the same that way. And and in medicine, there's nothing wrong. I mean, doctors all want to get their patients better. And crisis management, emergency care, I think medicine is incredible. You know, when you drive home here and get in an accident, they can reattach your arm. And I mean, that... I respect that. Where I wanted to focus over people is everyday people living everyday lives, trying to do their best, maybe medication-free, and realize that they could do it naturally. And I knew I was going to have to work really hard because not everybody was raised thinking naturally like that. I certainly wasn't. I carried medication in my pocket for allergies. I carried it for stomach concerns. I carried it for... Um, I just remember I had a Ziploc bag if we travel, like of all my medications. Mm-hmm. And that was a big concern. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if something happens? I need those. Over time, I've learned that that's not necessarily true. And so I have had to work hard to help people realize that it's okay to trust their symptoms. It's okay to trust their healing ability that's built into them anyways. Because in the big end of things, when you and I get to the end, we're going to be relying on mm-hmm. our health at the end. When you're studying, though, the mechanics mm. of the body, because so much of this comes down to the spine, like what was it as you were going through those five extra years of education oh. after you had done your undergraduate and, and, and going through chiropractic school, were, were there parts of the, of the learning that fascinated you oh, or yeah. that, you know, that you kind of, <laughs> like, you, like the aha moment, like yeah. this is how things work? Every day. <laughs> and, you know, like they say, like the kid in med- medical school or medicine and, or in chiropractic, they think they have every disorder you ever talk about. You're like, that's me. That's what I have. And then the next day, no, now that's what I have. And then all the way through, you feel like you're the worst hypochondriac because when you're describing illnesses and rashes and things, you're like, I've had that rash, like, you know? And so on and on you go. But everything fascinated me because what I loved about chiropractic college is, yes, the basic sciences and your organic chemistries, that's all the same. You know, medicine and chiropractic, even massage, the first two years are very, very, very similar. I mean, you have to learn the stuff, the subject matter, it's very detailed. But then they start branching off. And so where chiropractic branches off into the nervous system a lot, we, I mean, the nerves are the big key for chiropractic. Uh, medicine may go into pharmaceuticals, um, diagnosis a bit more, and those type of things, surgery and that. So for me, every day when they would say something like, say they'd say, you know, have you thought about the phlegm production in your throat is because of dairy food? And I'd be sitting in class thinking, no, I've never thought of that. Or have you ever thought about the reasons you have allergies has nothing to do with the season, but because of your low water intake and uh, I was like no I never thought of that either okay. like, so by the way for those of you who didn't see that and we do have this uh, being filmed also Dr. Murphy just winked at me when he mentioned water intake why Leanne I don't consume water like I I, I you how know do you I don't know scientifically I think I'm you know one of those how does this function I well I think I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and yeah, you, you know water. I have my coffee and I have my teas but I, I cannot physically you know I have a hard time drinking water I'm never thirsty right. and I can work out and never need <laughs> you know I had four hour training sessions and I never was thirsty for water yeah. but I just I just thought that was really funny <laughs> that as he's explaining eye. things to me he used the, there's a little wink over it. So well, the water consumption. And yeah. you're right. I mean, and I, it's 
We won't get into that. That's a whole other episode yeah, for your that, water we'll intake. That one, yes. As I sit here with my own glass of water and you do not have one. But um, but the thing is, yeah, so absolutely to answer your question, yes, I was fascinated every single day and mm-hmm. I wanted to learn more. And you know what that does though, Leanne, is like when you love what you do and and you're learning, like you never stop wanting to learn more because you miss that feeling. Like when you get practicing in healthcare and you have real people coming in with those type of things, it does take a long time to convince somebody that they may need to drink more water for their allergies or they may need to cut out some foods that are causing problems like, you know, phlegm production, whatever, indigestion. So you have to be patient with people. But as you're learning, it, like the more I learn, the more I can understand it. And then my goal has always been to make it really simple, you know, because if you get too technical with people and you bombard them with, they got to do everything like yesterday, mm-hmm. they can't. And so, you know, you had like, can I use you as an example? Sure. When you were doing this, this podcast, like, there's a lot you had to do. And it can be a bit overwhelming because you're like, there's a whole lot I got. I don't even know yet, but there is a joy in learning it. And I can see it in your face today. You're so psyched and excited because you're like, I'm actually doing something really new and fresh. And that's what I loved about chiropractic. It mm-hmm. was new. It was fresh. It was exciting. It was late breaking. It was fairly like everything was different. I'm like, oh, I can give somebody something different to think about. Okay. And you have been different in the way you practice. Oh, yeah. So, you know, for people to understand what makes you actually different and unique, this isn't mm. about people coming in and having a quick adjustment and leaving the office. No. I mean, and there's a place for that, too. Some people are like, if you could just give me some relief today. And and I had to step away from that. I, I mean, I used to adjust people and then tell them to give me a call when they need me again and stuff like that. But when I got into spinal restoration or where you look at a person's posture, it takes a long time to and a lot of repetition to change somebody, as I was saying. So their posture is very, very important. And you can't change it overnight. And you need repetition. You need to create a relationship with a person. So we, when we look at somebody, we tell them, like, you know, if you give us a year of your life or longer, like, it'll change your life. Now, not everybody can do that. But but that's something we really look at is, like, I want to have a lifetime relationship with a person, whether they're in our office or not. So, because I truly care. And so whether they're in front of me or not, I'm still caring about a person. Like, you would care for your kids forever. Okay. And so, So yeah. how is it, if you say, give me a year of your life to be able to yeah. do this, what are you looking for in that patient and why as you mentioned the spinal restoration is such an important part well when you're looking at a year of a person's life like they say you know three months to change the habits you've got that portion of the care and then there's subacute care where the spine and the ligaments and the muscles are changing so you got to keep addressing and that like that and then finally you get to the end of the year so um, where you're doing wellness and and you're helping a person maybe make some other changes in their life and I always find the more they bump up against us the more they learn in their life. And so the, the more you surround yourself with people that you want to be like or be around, the, the better you'll be. So if you're trying to, like a better example would be like if you're trying to learn how to play a guitar or the piano, like the, the teacher's going to want you to have some repetition. Like pick that thing up as much as you can because that's how the nervous system learns. And so pretty soon you can play a couple songs, which is awesome. Or fitness. The more times you go with recovery, the, the better you're going to be, you know? So I always looked at it. What was brought to my attention was a, a doctor said to me, look at Sean, like how often do you see the people you love? And I said, well, I will check their spine or their health like as much as I can. And they're like, okay, well then why would you tell somebody to come in every blue moon? Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. And he said, because you're telling me all the people you love and care about, you see them more frequently. And I'm like, so that's, he sort of put me in a corner. I'm like, yeah, why do I do that? So I had to go and study more and find out repetition makes a big, big difference. And over time, an even bigger difference. Okay. Making the connection, because you've mentioned this twice. You've mentioned the spine mm-hmm. and you've mentioned the nervous system and mm-hmm. the restoration. So how do the two, how have you worked the two together so that you feel that you're enabling a person to feel better and heal themselves uh, 
at the same time of you working with the spine to be able to then, I guess, the way you deal with the nervous system, right? Because those two for you are intertwined and that's really how you feel, if if I'm correct, about the way our own bodies heal themselves. Right. So your brain and nervous system is in control and there's nothing that is wrapped with more armor in your body than your brain and nervous system. Your brain's inside the big skull and your spine's in, or your spinal cord is inside the spine, all this armor. So chiropractors like me work with the bones around the spinal cord, but I'm most interested in how the brain and the nervous system is functioning. So basically, if you picture the armor wrapping around a long, soft structure, and that armor is misaligned or, or it's getting degenerative or whatever, and it's spurring or scraping into a delicate structure, well, until you stop that scraping or that, that, that interference, that spine and the nervous system won't work very well. Like, you know, so you want to remove the interference to allow a person just to be themselves again. And so with repetition and and adjusting the person, getting their posture so that you're not having your head hanging forward, which crushes the spinal cord. You're not having your hips shifted to one side or the other, which also interferes with the spinal cord. When you start to see that line up and you give a person exercises to do at home, how they should sit at their their desk, how they should exercise like you every day, how they should have healthy muscles and healthy food inside them. All of those things contribute to improving the alignment of the spine, which allows the person and then to just be at ease, you know? Okay, because most people are going to sit here going, eh, my, my yeah. posture's not that great, so Anyways, what? Yeah. Right, so really why, so what my posture is a certain way? Right. What is it changing internally? Or uh-huh. what is having that alignment working for you so that everything else, not just your posture, uh, is going to benefit? Like oh, what, does, it el- what right. does this help improve? Okay, so you have 31 pairs of nerves inside the spine. This is what you're getting to, Leanne, so I'm going to go there because we couldn't talk about this so much on TV, so this is why these right. podcasts are going to be awesome. So you have 31 pairs of nerves inside there and your brain and nervous system. So your brain has this one major trunk and then it sends out 31 pairs of nerves that keep branching, branching, branching like a tree. There's 31. 31 pairs. Okay. Yeah, so 62. So basically those nerves, they are the connection between your brain, which knows what to do 100% of the time and wherever they go. So if it's a nerve that goes to your liver, it's communicating between your brain and your liver all the time. If it's a nerve that goes to your stomach, which I love to use this example, because if you eat a muffin this mm-hmm. morning, that muffin's going to hit your stomach. It's going to get down there. Then through the nervous system, like the stomach's going to stretch, it's going to send information to your brain and say, oh, by the way, this is a sugar, it's a starch, it's a, maybe there's a bit of protein in there if there's nuts. And so your brain goes, oh, okay, well then these are the type of enzymes that I'm going to tell your stomach to secrete to digest this thing. So you need a really clear pathway between that nerve and your brain and back again for that to happen. Simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if there's interference in the spine between your stomach and your brain, well, that signal may not hit your brain very well. Or like some people have a hard time losing weight, their stomach is going to stretch and say, okay, I've stretched enough when you've eaten. But if that signal doesn't hit your brain fast enough, it's like that Thanksgiving, like you're like, I've overeaten now. By the time that signal hits my brain, I feel so stuffed. I should have known that five minutes ago because we eat really fast. So. The best way to make it simple is that all of those connections have to be clear. And so what I always communicate to patients is your your spine, when it has the normal forward curve in the neck, a backwards curve between your shoulders, a forward curve in the bottom, and a backwards curve at the tailbone, when those are there, then you're at ease. And I say ease, like E-A-S-E. When there's misalignment and that's not there, and it's like your head's hanging forward, maybe your lower back's too straight, like we were saying, then you have dis, like D-I-S, hyphen, ease. So that's where that word comes from, disease. Because Hippocrates, we're going to have a history lesson here, but Hippocrates said, look to the spine as the source of all illness. So he's the father of modern medicine. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, okay, I'm just telling you that all your diseases are going to come from something going wrong in the spine. And that's why I love it. So if you can get the spine back to normal, then the potential for disease, disease goes way down. 
what have you seen from your own treatments of people mm. who have come in with severe issues, uh, have not been feeling well, are suffering from, from a certain disease? I mean, I know we've hit on a couple of these over the years, but mm -hmm. that you've seen that there was no anticipation from them that correcting the spine was going to have any direct yeah. hit on the other things that were going wrong. That's right. I love pain because that's what you're saying. So when somebody has pain, they come in or they're too scared to come in. Okay, so I'll talk about the people that come in. Usually pain gets you to do something about it. So those people walk in, they have a primary goal of please help me with my pain. Yeah, I, I'm, I in, totally I'm in so much that. discomfort that it yeah. got me through the door. Yeah, and I can't miss work. Mm -hmm. I got to lift my babies. I have to work at home, whatever it is. So I understand that. So there's three things. So that's a symptom. But I know that the symptoms there are because the body's saying there's something wrong. So I have to find out what's wrong. Okay, so in the process of finding out why that person has pain, we look at their function. Are they functioning properly? Do they stand well? Is their posture okay? No. Okay, so they're not functioning well either. Do they have weakness anywhere? Yes. In their arms or legs, certain muscles are like, uh oh, so we're really not functioning well. So then the third thing is the structure. So that's the deepest. I got to go right into the spine and say, okay, where along the spine is there a problem that might cause those two things? When I find that, I also tell the person, you know the nerve that's sore that goes into your leg, say, causing your sciatica? A branch of that nerve also goes to your digestive tract did you know that and the person's like oh, maybe that's why i'm having a hard time you know with my indigestion or whatever I'm like yeah probably it's the same branch right and then like do you also know that nerve goes there's a branch of that same nerve that's hurting that goes to your bladder they're like well every time i laugh i i i leak a little and i'm like well it's the same branch so like so you're saying that that whole nerve is got some irritation on it. So all the areas where that nerve goes are gonna be affected. I'm like, yeah. So you've been blessed to know that you have pain to say, hey, do something about it. But in the process of finding that out, you found out also, hey, that's also why I'm dealing with bladder problems, digestive upset. And it's the same nerve that goes to the prostate in guys, uterus and ovaries in females. And so the person goes, well, and they start to elaborate more, Leanne. As they start mm -hmm. to understand, they're like, well, gosh, if I'm honest with you, doc, we've had a hard time getting pregnant. And um, I'm just wondering if that's the same nerve or same branch of nerves if that nerve gets better or heals, will I have a better chance of having normal menstrual cycles? Or the guy would say, would I have a chance to see my prostate shrink? And I've seen both of those things in practice and many chiropractors have. And you're like, well, as I'm taking care of the spine and see if that nerve improves, hey, how awesome is it that now you're pregnant with your new baby? And they're like, do you think it was this? I'm like, I think it was you. I think it was the way you're made. I'm blessed to be able to like have a part of that. Mm -hmm. and, and we team up with people, but I don't take the, the credit. Like, I, I'm not going to say, oh, I, you know, helped you get pregnant. <laughs> well, certainly not going to say that. Or, you know, I'm not going to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, or your You played no part in that actual <laughs> aspect of the, like, the conception. Like, yes. what happened there? Yeah. You know? <laughs> But anyways, I'm embarrassed, but that's, but you know, but that's, it is beautiful to see how the body functions when it functions at its best. The greatest story I've seen this year alone is a lady came in and she was sitting there and she had one of those little oxygen tanks you carry with yourself mm -hmm. with the long clear tube to her nose. And she came in because her, she was having neck problems. And she said, oh, but as far as my breathing, my father had breathing issues. He had oxygen. And I, my doctor told me I'll have this. I've had this oxygen tank for 10 years. I'm like, okay. So, so okay. Like, oh, I can't ahead. wait to hear this okay, story. So, okay, so okay, okay. This. this podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. This time I'm going yeah. through it. I'm like, well, let's check your neck. I understand you have pain. She goes, oh, and I won't even be able to lie down on the table, doc. If, if you're going to be able to check everything, I'm going to have to sit up for it because I need And so the whole time I hear this oxygen tank going, Tsh! 
and I'm, so I'm talking over this machine. And I said, so through the exam, we find that the nerves that are pinched in her neck are causing pain for sure. But they're also the nerves that go to her diaphragm, ironically, which if they're pinched off, then your diaphragm doesn't function very well. And of course, you can't breathe very well then. So we get talking about that. But she was not hearing it. And she's like, I'm not. I don't care. There's no way this is going to change. I'm like, okay. So I just leave it. I'm like, well, let's just work on your neck then. So starting to take care of her and, and uh, all her friends say, oh gosh, don't go see a chiropractor, let him touch your neck. Oh my gosh, all this stuff. So she's got to battle that all out there and still come and see me. So we're going through the process. We go from seated, then she can lie on her back, but as long as her face is still up, she could still breathe with her oxygen tank and I could do a little bit more work that way. Then I remember like it was like yesterday, but it was two months ago. She's lying face down on the table and there's no oxygen tank. And I, I came in and I'm like, hey, um, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm laying face down. And I'm like, I noticed. I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I haven't been able to lie face down for, I can't remember, 10 years. I'm like, oh yeah. And I said, where's your tube and your oxygen tank? She goes, well, that was the other news. I haven't used that all week, doc. And I'm like, you haven't used your oxygen tank? She goes, no. And I'm like, well, how are you here? And she goes, well, I left it at home. I'm giving it a try. I still have it. And so, you know, she brought in just before Christmas, that tube that was attached to her nose everywhere she went, grocery store, post office, and she gave it to me. And she said, I wanted to give you this. Wow. And I'm like, oh my why? God. And she goes, because I don't use it anymore. I'm like, you are just making my day. And she's like, and I told all the naysayers, she said, you know, in my neck doesn't hurt, but you know what's even better? She says, I can breathe on my own without my oxygen tank anymore. I'm like, that's incredible. There was no expectation of her when she walked into your office no. that that was going to be the solution. That was going to be the outcome at the end. Right. And yet... And she didn't believe it right off the bat. She's like, listen, I'm not here for this. Yeah. I'm here for my neck. Yeah. How, I mean, that I, I would think as, as, as a doctor or being in that office, that's what you're looking for from your yeah. patients. Every time. They don't know I'm looking for that. And you, you want to take a really clear history to get all the real stuff. And, you know, when you're asking people questions, usually they give you the superficial stuff. And I mean, I think well, I'll get back to that. But the superficial stuff, and they'll tell you like what you, they think you want to hear. But you get right into that kind of stuff and all of a sudden a person opens up and says, you know what, can I just be honest with you? And I'm like, what? And then I, you know, I had a gentleman, uh, 36 years old and he goes, I came in here for my low back. And he said, that's what I told you. It was a problem. And yeah. He says, but I'm 36 years old and I'm having a problem with my intimacy. If mm -hmm. you know what I mean. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I'm picking up. And he goes, I don't know what's wrong with me, doc. And I'm like, okay. And he said, my wife and I want to have a family and I'm unable to contribute to that. And he said, so I was really, if I'm just 100% honest with you, that's why I'm here. And I, I didn't want to tell you on day one because I was embarrassed. And I'm like, no, I totally understand. So that's why I said earlier, I said, the relationship that you form with people is vital. Like you told me when we were talking about doing this, you said, I don't know if I would listen to all the things you say, Doc, if it wasn't for the four years we spent together. Because I had mm -hmm. to learn to trust you and have a relationship with you and know your heart, what you're trying to get out of this. And when I do, it's a lot better. It's mm -hmm. a lot more real. And that's what people right now are yearning for, the real stuff. I think when we look at the way the medical system is working though, right, and 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 trying to take our responsibility of our own health to understand what our bodies are capable of. And I think that was what was always fascinating for me when I was talking to you is realizing the ability for ourselves to heal. Right. You know, I've always been very big into visualiz visualization, yeah. you know, and trying to picture things kind of coming back together or healing themselves. But when you scientifically can realize that if, a, if the body is in a certain place, that it wants to heal itself. It does. 
I mean, every reason a cut heals on your arm and mine is because your skin heals or regrows every 35 to 43 days. The reason we can donate a liver to somebody else or two thirds of our liver is because your liver regrows every 90 days. And so when you know those numbers and you know the science behind them, then you, you start to trust yourself a bit more. You start to trust the symptoms and what they mean a bit more instead of running to cover them up. Mm-hmm. And I know some of my best friends are medical doctors, and they, they, they have a hard time with that too. They want the person to have the strength to realize that they need to know the symptom. They need to know why they have pain, to not ignore it and just keep pushing on. And so when they're listening to people, but they also don't have the amount of time that maybe we take to listen, um, or at least in our office, we listen because it's it's important to really get to that, you know, stage three, stage four thing that the person finally shares with you. Like if I rush through that, they're not going to share that with me. They're going to feel rushed and they're like, oh, he doesn't even really want to know that. Most of us feel rushed when we're heading in and out of a doctor's office. Yeah. I mean, realistically, right. We're just trying to get ourselves booked into an appointment and it's kind of like you get in, say what you need to, and then, and then get out. It's it's hard to change. It's yeah. You're (laughs) trying to get as much. And and sometimes I think people have to write things down because they know they're going to forget something when they're in the office because we're just feeling like, you know, you become almost pressured. yeah pressured yeah. and it's like and you're going in for one thing well i just need medicine for this and then you don't get to the rest of it which, and heck no yeah. if i walk out of here and you don't give me what i'm looking for you know like because my buddies say like look at if we don't give a prescription to something the person's like i waited two hours for you yeah. and all you're going to tell me is cut out my coffee are you kidding me but then sometimes that's what they needed to hear but the doctors are pressured too to say well i want to give them something to take home right so you're right people write down a hundred things because they're like i just want him to know everything so he really gets to the bottom of my problem but you know what the bottom of the problem is always is something thing in you. It's either your bad habit. It's either something's gone wrong. The misalignment of your spine and nerves have been irritated or there's a mental side of it. You know, maybe you've just been telling yourself the wrong story all this time and you're like, gosh, like there's a number of things. But if you get that person to get back to themselves and get figuring out that stuff, oops, then then they'll find out that the true healing and the true search that they're looking for is actually in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that you're doing this. Like, and I'm realizing, and, and we'll go to your book, The mm. Best Natural Healing Tips. That was a yeah. book that you put together. And I think a lot of it was based on the four years of segments and Absolutely. people calling in and asking questions. It became sometimes simple answers. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of my favorite ones was the gout. Oh, yeah. Right? When we have we had a <laughs> lot of people talking and, and calling in about yeah, that, right? there. Well, there's pain. Mm. It's discomfort. Yeah. And people are like, I want this fixed quickly. Yeah. But there was almost things that you had, like there are natural things, like there are things that you can consume. Foods, uh, foods play a big part of all right. of this. And so uh, people were looking for those catchy kind of little things. Right. I'm grabbing one of your books That's right, right. now. It yeah. can be, yeah, and it can be like those catchy yeah. things sometimes are gimmicky, whatever, but but in, the, in that book, they're yeah. not gimmicky. And you know why you and I did that book or I did that book and then put it together for us is because in there, it, there's guilt right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what happens is this was all the stuff that over 17 years, people have asked me like, okay, thanks for the adjustment doc, but what else can I do? What else can I, and I got so exhausted explaining mm-hmm. the same things over and over. So gout, people would say, well, what can I do? Like, why is it there? Like the doctors say, I've got uric acid crystals. And I'm like, right, that they're accumulating. What does that mean? Big, well, that right. means like you got sharp shards of glass floating through your bloodstream that are going to land at your painful, toe. painful, right? But that's oh, what yeah. people are saying. Like it is an, an excruciating pain. Absolutely. That comes in. Yeah. And you can't even move. And you're like, and, and some people by the time they've had several episodes of it and it gets worse and worse and worse. So then, um, Apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. is what we said. Let's put apple cider vinegar in your diet. And they're like, well, that's an acid as well. So why would I put an acid in an acid? Well, if it's natural and organic and doesn't have any citric acid added to it, what your body does with that is actually makes your body basic. 
So it flips the thing on you. So then you got an acid and a base. If you go back to your science classes in high school, it forms water and carbon dioxide. So water's a lot softer in your system than uric acid. So if you can learn how to do it, and people like, I was just thinking of a weatherman at CTV who dealt with this. Let's be like, I think we're allowed to say JJ because he's been very, I think he has been open and he's been very open about it. But he said this, this, you know, apple cider vinegar, Sean, he said, I've done this and I've never had another gout attack since. Like it was ruining his cottage experience. It was like many people in the summer, like they get gout usually in July and August and it just ruins your weekend away. And I remember seeing him hobble Mm -hmm. along at the station and it was the day we were doing that segment. And I'm like, JJ, and he's like, what do you got there, Sean? And I'm like, well, it's apple cider vinegar. And he's like, what for? Told him the story and I gave him the bottle. I had one bottle. So I'm like, yeah. just take it home and try it. And he said, what do I do? I said, you take a tablespoon and, and a glass of water. Okay. So wait, for anyone yeah. listening right now, yeah. what, what, what do they so do? It's, yeah, yeah. So it's a table or yeah, it's a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in a glass of water. And I mean, what I do though, Leanne, is because mm-hmm. I don't love the taste of it. I'll put it in a shot glass. So I've got a tablespoon in a shot glass and then fill the rest of the water because I can quickly get it into yeah. me and then I'm done with it. Like the bigger the glass of water, the longer you got to taste it. Right. And so, so some the people add glass. it to apple juice, which isn't as good. But when you just put it in water and you do that a couple times a day, usually within two or three days, that gout is gone. And like we've had, you and I know, but so much feedback mm-hmm. about that. And like I'm proud, <laughs> I'm proud of the fact, but I didn't invent it. You know, like I, I love being I know, a facilitator, but, but like, it seems so opposed to what I actually talk about with people like doing health with their spine. But it's nice to have those little tips at home because you know what? I used it. So I'm like, if it's good enough for me, and as my wife always says, well, hun, share it with people. Yeah. You did that. That's why it helped your toe. Yes, you get adjusted all the time. And yes, you eat healthy and drink water. But when things happen, people want to know, what can I do? And she said, well, tell them what you do. You know, So that's why we did that book. I'm like, well, all these years, 17 years. So the book, I'm no author. Okay. Like there's not a lot of stories or it got right to the point mm-hmm. every time, like shoulder pain, what do you right. do? Here's what we said, you know? So they're very, very like anxiety. Uh, well, I'm looking sciatica. at the page right now, right? Because okay. I think we did. And I remember doing one where it was really talking about the cortisol and the adrenaline oh, and the, you know, the different endorphins that, that come into the system and how that wreaks havoc when they're kind of, when we're all over the place. Yeah. Hormones, cortisol is a stress hormone, which actually prevents your immune system from functioning. It prevents you from digesting. It prevents your bones from regrowing and your muscles to recover because cortisol, when it's a high, high, um, when it's out of control in your system because of stress, basically the way your mind deals with that is it says right now, I don't have time for anything else, but survival. So it's going to shut down anything in your system that it doesn't need just to get through the stress. So if you're in a very stressful job, if you're in a very stressful relationship, whatever it is, you're, you're going to be having cortisol going into your system because your brain's saying, I need to save you right now. I need you. It's like that run away from a bear syndrome. Like I got to get away. I got to, you know, and our natural tendency is like, I want to isolate myself. I want to go hide. I want to, and that's what cortisol does to us. But you know, human nature, we're like, well, I got to get up tomorrow and go to work. And so when, so how do you combat that? I'm like, one, you need to be aware that you've been under long-term stress and that it actually is killing you. Like you're not repairing, you're not recovering. So that person tries to go to the gym and they're finding they're tearing their muscles down and hurting themselves. Well, we're going to have to look at other ways to help with your stress, you know? So we look at, okay, what you and I talked about in that episode, if we look back is actually doing things for others, like reaching out. And it's very, very difficult because under stress, you become very self-focused and self-centered because you're trying to survive. You're like, I'm going to keep my head above water. I'm not worrying about saving my neighbor over here like the Titanic. Like, But when you do, if you force through that, 
what happens is an alternative hormone comes into your system like oxytocin, like all the healthy hormones come in that actually combat that stress and you start to see a change and you start to look at things a little different. The filter changes and then you move in and that's all in that book too. Like, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a whole, there's a whole, I mean, we've talked about that, I think on TV for 20 minutes. That was, that has been very, very powerful when we go and talk at, in schools about mm -hmm. hormones for kids that are stressed out and they can't figure out why they can't remember the stuff they're studying. And, and so we got, we help those kids. We'll help other kids learn. And guess what? You'll learn because one, you're going to be doing the subject matter and two, you're actually going to cause a hormone change. So we give this talk in schools all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think people don't understand as well. You're in the clinic a lot. You're also doing a lot of speaking engagements and you're doing corporate mm -hmm. talks and you're doing these, these the programs. Time. So it's all, it's, it's, it's the message I think with you. Yeah, it is. You know, I had a lady yesterday tell me that she was at an interview. She used to work with us and she's a lovely, lovely lady. And she went for this interview and the lady says, um, she goes, where did you work before? So this, this girl says, well, Dr. Murphy. And she goes, oh, that guy. See, and so the lady says, oh, I got to get it right. See, this office doesn't need to be on TV every week to get referrals. That's what she said to my former employee. And I laughed. And so my former employee goes, have you met him? Because that's not what the goal is. Like she said, because like she understands me in my heart and you do too. The point is like when I was on CTV a lot, they were saying, how can we evaluate um, if this is successful for you? I'm like, well, um, they're like, is it based on new clients that you'll see? I'm like, no, I don't even work down here. And they're like, well, then what's your goal? I'm like, my goal is, is I know there's people sitting at home struggling and they aren't thinking of another alternative mm -hmm. other than what they're seeing on commercials. And so I said, I have to reach out to those people or we're losing the battle. And I think what was really interesting is that you were very quick to say, I'm in this area of the city. But yeah. if you call my office, I'm going to I'm going to direct you to the person in your area in that's going to be yeah, that's going to be able downtown. to help you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was really it. But I think a lot of it comes from your own spirituality and your yeah. own because I, I know I know God, I know religion. I know that that's uh, faith is a, is a big yeah. part. And I, I have felt that that was more in your message is that you had in belief in your faith wow. that you you're wanted... going there with this. That's well, I'm not, awesome. I'm just, but in terms of your <laughs> wanting to share the information to better the lives of other people was more based on that than it was the, the pocketbook at the end of the day. That's why I love you is because if, you know, and people misunderstand, like, cause like, there's no way that's what you're thinking. Like Leanne, you're doing this podcast. There's no way that you're actually reaching out to help people with their life. You are. And it's like, and you know, it's okay to be misunderstood for those people listening too. If you have a good heart, don't let the world change it. Like, you know, there's a really good, um, like my faith is absolutely important. I mean, it's, I'm not religious, but I'm, I'm faithful. And I believe that God asks us to reach out because I think the joy is very, the most selfish thing you can do is actually reach out. If I'm being honest, the most selfish thing you can do is objectively reach out for other people because you know what? The joy hits you mm -hmm. more than that person. Like you reach out and then, Hey, you do something for somebody special and don't tell anybody it's even, better. <laughs> you know, but, but that's the whole point. So yes, yeah. faith is important, but like uh, Garth Brooks had a song and he said, you know, while I'm trying to change the world, he said, I don't want the world to change me. And I thought that has resonated with me for my whole life because if I succumb to the fear of like, gosh, what will people think? And I mean, I know you're going through that with like, what are people going to think? Mm -hmm. I do too. If you're trying to change the world, you're going to come up against really bad pushback. But you know what? We're still talking about the people that change the world. Well, because they're everywhere. And I think mm -hmm. the more I'm, I'm opening up my mind to that, the more I'm seeing that there's some really great people out there that are, that are encouraging, that are wanting to give people the right direction. Yeah. And I think this is really about people understanding that there are different ways to look in their own health and different ways that they're going to be able to improve on it. Something maybe to just 
open open their eyes a little bit more to the opportunity, the types of people that are there to be able to help them. And so this right. was definitely one of those opportunities. Uh, you know what? I'm just That's looking right. at this. How, how long do you think we've been chatting? I don't know. I'm going right? to Okay, 30 minutes maybe. Okay, we're Four. approaching the – yeah, look at us. We're at almost at 35 minutes. No, but there's just so much more to be able to delve into. But I want people to understand okay. if they are suffering. Oh, yeah. If, if they are suffering right now, if they're living in pain, mm. if they are feeling that they've had symptoms that have – been underlying for years, right. maybe ask yourself a different question. Maybe say, oh, what have I not done yeah. in the past that might be able to shift this? And yeah. that would be one thing is to look inward. Inside. And people are going to end up seeing how much greatness they have. A lot of people think I'm the one unique person that doesn't have the potential. I'm like, you are not that unique. You know, you are made to heal. You're made to recover. You're made to help other people see the light of that as well in themselves. You can get it. You can do it too. My favorite things is, you know, the best things that you're doing is to tell stories. Tell stories that people learn by stories. You look at the Bible, people learn by stories. Like everything you look at, the things you remember in your life are stories. And so when you're telling a story about health and how it improved, like that lady I was telling you about with the mm -hmm. oxygen tank, I don't think people will forget that. Because, no. like, you know, I heard the strangest thing and, you know, or things like that. Like, we've got, I wish you could hang out with me all day and see the stories. Like, we, it got so popular that we actually, Christine at Christmas, Christine's my wife, she bought this beautiful bell. And it's an old antique bell that we actually mounted where we take care of people. And people always ask, what's the bell for? I'm like, I said, the bell is there for that when you finally discover that you had the greatness, I want you to stand up and ring that bell. And it's ringing all mm -hmm. the time, ringing all day. And people are like, oh, I heard the bell ring. What happened? And they're telling a story. And I'm pain like, free. I'm yeah. walking, you know. You're like, like I didn't the, believe my this, oxygen yeah. would be better. Or like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was told I would never be. Or my, I, my back, I've dealt with this back pain for like 10 years, doc. This is just part of my life. I can't get better. And then they do. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. And now I'm running again. I thought I wouldn't water ski again, but now I am. And wow. So, you know, I'm like an observer to get to celebrate. Okay. Now they're coming in and they're getting some of these treatments. And I want to just mm -hmm. come back before, before we wrap this up. Because there okay. are different ways. People are going to freak out if they're thinking they're getting their neck adjusted. Mm -hmm. They're freaking out if, like, there is that fear. Why yeah. do people then have such fear mm -hmm. when they're putting their hands and they're, you know, when they're putting, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, like I said, the stories, you know, most of the stories we hear, unfortunately, some of them are, are wrong or false. And I grew up with somebody saying, oh, my gosh, you know, like, don't let the chiropractor touch your neck. And I'm like, I wonder why. I had to overcome that fear. So I remember my first adjustment and when the chiropractor was ready to adjust everything, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's on my neck or whatever. But um, it's very, very gentle. Like, w the way I look at it is, like, these things sneak in kind of sneaky. Like, you know, when problems exist or show up, they, they got in somehow. You didn't even see it coming. So I always tell people, you know, when we're going to take care of you now, we're going to be sneaky, too. We're going to be really gentle. We're going to trick your body into being like, it's so that most people say when we're finished the treatment, they get up and they're like, that was it. And I'm like, that was it. Oh, well, I can handle that. And like, <laughs> I know I said, isn't it strange you had that preconceived? I think there's a deeper thing there too, as you were saying, is like why there's so much fear is because the gain is so great. Anytime you see like somebody that succeeds in a great way, right before was the most enormous amount of fear, eh? Yes. Am I not preaching something yeah. here? It's, it's a like, I'm fuel. You. Fear is quite the fuel. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, but you have mm -hmm. learned mm -hmm. because you've practiced and, you know, that's where your gift is. You practice like, I'm, oh, heck, don't tell Leanne that she can't because she's going to. Like, you know, but that's your fuel. But you also get past the fear because on the other side, there's always something even greater. But unfortunately in the world, some people, when they're not feeling well or hurting, 
it's very tough to succumb to fear, even to take the first step. So my encouragement today as we're going through this is like, just take a step. Like we offer in our office and every chiropractor that I know a free consultation, like step one is just go talk. Mm. It's free. You can sit there and I just get in the office and go, well, that wasn't so bad. I saw babies come and go. I saw kids in the, you know, three, four or five years old. I saw a lady that was 97. You know, like how do you adjust all those people and not cause problems? Like, well, because we're not stupid. We also know that people are gentle. You have to be gentle. Where is the person? Where do you meet that person? You know, how do you, how do you deal with, you know, are they brittle? or not there's many tools in the bag mm-hmm. i'm not going to hit a tack into the wall yeah with a no ball and then next time we're going <laughs> to have to hit on because you've just mentioned that that you know we're looking at our kind of frame right here but we are right. t- we, we we'll hit on next time we'll talk about some of the younger children and how to oh, kind of wow. establish that when we're younger and then talking about the 97 year old that's coming out of your office so uh cool. things to definitely look forward to but people can also uh, find dr sean murphy the best natural healing tips where can people find this i know it's at the yeah. office and that's the best way okay amazon.ca mm-hmm. you know okay. I encourage people to go there it's you know it comes for free shipping i think and it's just and it's it's excellent you know and i don't i search the best natural as soon yeah. as you hit natural in that title my thing pops up first so i love it so it's yeah. there and it's like nicely done you beat google out on that one right i did okay perfect and Thanks. then uh, people can find more information about the uh about the clinic murphy chiropractic health center.com it's murphy health center.com oh, yeah I, I didn't have you the graphic so I know. Years, you know but that's true <laughs> i haven't said it in two months that's so true. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have Great. you and i love to be able to just chat like this uh this is i guess we're finishing up the first ever Number living one. your life uh with leanne <laughs> lang the first podcast and of course keep in mind we are going to have a number of different experts we've got doctors and dietitians nutritionists and trainers sleep specialists all lined up are uh, ready to be able to share their stories with you that's awesome i'm matt Kundle, host of the sound off podcast the show about podcast and broadcast Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.